Hello, hello, this is Stan McCune, realtor here in Greenville, South Carolina, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in the greater Greenville area of South Carolina. Um, Again, I am your host, realtor Stan McCune. You can contact me with any of my contact information in the show notes. I can help you with any of your real estate needs. And if you love this podcast, if you appreciate, if you benefit from it, please go ahead and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Please go ahead and give us a rating, leave us a review. I I ask you guys this every week for a reason, because it helps people to see it. It helps people to see the podcast. It helps it to uh, get out to more people, which helps to educate more people about Greenville Real Estate, which helps all of us. You know, it's, it's, it's a tide that rises all boats. The more we all know about how Greenville works in the area, the better it is for all of us. So please go ahead and do that. Uh, today we have a relatively quick episode. Uh, it's kind of a second half, a, a sequel, so to speak, uh, to an episode that I did uh, really several months ago where I looked at the data for what happens when you overprice a home. And really, the the, the data itself, I, I let the data speak for itself. I don't read into the data. I simply do the best research I can. And then I uh, extrapolate from that research what conclusions I can, I can draw. Um, well, I came to the conclusion in, when it comes to pricing your home, if you overprice your home, you are very consistently losing out big time. Overpricing your home results in uh, a roughly, if I remember correctly, uh, roughly uh, two months longer on the market, and you lose about $12 a square foot compared to, on average, uh, compared to the other homes in the area. That's a lot of money. You know, multiply 12 times 2,000 square feet, you're talking about $24,000 potentially on a 2,000 square foot home. You don't want to lose all that money. Um, today, I want to talk about what happens when you underprice your home. All right. What happens when you underprice your home? And this is a, a, a little bit different. And this, uh, the results kind of surprised me a little bit. Now, I am a big fan personally of, of generally speaking, you should price your home for what it's worth. Um, now there is a range in which we, you know, we can't determine exactly what a home's worth, but but we look at the range, and the range kind of, uh, you know, it, it, I usually try to keep it within a, a ten to fifteen thousand dollar range, and then we kind of look at what is on the market to kind of determine, okay, are we going to list at the bottom part of that range, or do you think we can be aggressive? We can try to list more at the top part of that range. And so um, I, I find very frequently that uh, if you, wherever you kind of list it, oftentimes that is where the offers come in on. Unless it's a multiple offer situation, people will, will kind of get fixated on the list price. So typically it makes sense to price it for, for what it's worth, unless you're, you're overpricing. You've got to be careful because like I said, you overprice it, you're killing it. You're, you're killing your home value. You're going to end up getting less than what it's worth. Well, what happens if you really underprice it? What I did was I looked at homes that um, have sold the past six months. Now, I need to hedge this. The past six months, I, I'm going to have to come back to this data at some point because uh, the past six months have been crazy. 
This is a seller's market with a capital, every letter. Every letter in seller's is capital right now. Uh, we've been in the low twos, low ones, or sorry, low twos, high ones in terms of monthly uh, inventory levels, which is insane. Um, you know, it, it had been for the previous several years in the threes, um, which was squarely a seller's market. And the twos and ones, we've talked about that in the past. I'm not going to get into all that. The point is, this data might be a little bit skewed towards the seller, and we need to revisit this at some point once the market cools off a little bit, which I anticipate towards the end of the year, we're going to see a little bit of a cool down um, of the market. Still seller's market, just not quite as insane of a seller's market is what I think is going to happen um, as the year goes on. So, so I need to hedge it. This is the past six months, um, and this might change a little bit. But I looked at homes that sold in subdivisions. So the reason why we do this, this is the same uh, methodology that I used when I looked at overpriced homes. Um, when you're looking at metadata, uh, it, it gets the data gets bad really quickly. We, we just did an episode on the Poe Mill area. Well, if you do like a, a half a mile radius around Poe Mill, you'll see homes and you'll get into areas that are dramatically different than Poe Mill proper. And, and if you get into some of these downtown, closer to downtown Greenville neighborhoods as well, it starts to get uh, really dramatically different. If you go on one street, there are $400,000 houses. You go on another street, there are houses barely breaking $200,000. The only way to, and, and that's just the way the market is, that, that you know, the more urban an area is, the more it's street dependent versus area dependent for home values. Um, so the way I kind of mitigate that when I'm looking at metadata is I, I look at subdivisions only because within subdivisions, there shouldn't be a great degree of fluctuation. And so um, I look at homes that sold within subdivisions and then compare them on a meta level to other homes that sold within those subdivisions. We picked subdivisions that had at least four sales the past six months so that we have a good sample size. Um, I got rid of homes that sold for over a million dollars because those are anomalies. Um, it's not uncommon for homes that are priced at that price point to sell for you know, $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 less than what they're listed for or, or possibly even more um, in some rare instances. And I got rid of a couple of downtown neighborhoods that are also um, kind of anomalies, like Markley Place, um, the the downtown, quote-unquote, subdivision, which is not a subdivision, but is listed as one in the MLS. Um, and so I eliminated some of these because, again, for a variety of reasons, those are anomalies. And then I looked at the houses that, in the end, after they sold, they sold for at least... $15,000 more than what they listed for. That would be, that was kind of where I defined the cutoff for, okay, this is an underpriced home. Uh, you know, you could nitpick at that. Homes all the time sell for up to $5,000 more than what they're listed for in this market. And up to like $10,000 um, is not super uncommon either because, you know, you get into these bidding wars. Oftentimes, a house will end up selling for, for five dollars to $10,000 
uh, more than what it's listed for. And that's not necessarily indicative of it being underpriced. That's just That can be just indicative of just how hot the market is. But once you start getting in, in at least the Greenville area, homes that sell for $15,000 or more than what they're listed for, we need to start assuming that that they were underpriced. That That's a home that was underpriced. Like I said, I try to keep my range of what a home is worth between, uh, you know, uh, a range of up to $15,000. So I might say this home is worth, you know, 250, I, be- I believe it'll be 250 to 265,000, something like that. Now, if, you know, I, I do that, and then it sells for 15, it sells for 280,000, then um, I underpriced it, right? I-, I would just have to own it at that point. Um, that I underpriced it. Now, um, in my career, that doesn't happen. Uh, <laughs> that that would be a very unusual situation because that has not been my strategy. I like to price things uh, where they are, and I feel like that that is uh, the best strategy to price a home for what it's worth. That gets you w- when you underprice a home. Um, there's a lot of things that happen. But one of those things is that you create a ton of more work for the seller. The seller has to be prepared for a ton of showings. If they're an owner-occupant, they have to be constantly leaving the house as people cycle through it. It Makes the house really dirty. Then you get a gazillion, potentially a gazillion offers. Most of them are going to be garbage offers. It's a lot of work. It's stressful. Um, and, And it's just, it's not fun. If you can do the same thing by simply pricing the home correctly, still sell the home but not have all that work and you're still selling the home for as much or more as you would have underpricing it then i think that that's the best uh the best strategy so as i'm looking at these homes that are underpriced uh here is what the data tells me now i i'm not a statistician so i can't really determine margins of errors i know that there are ways to determine a margin of error um, but here is roughly speaking, uh, what the data, uh, told me homes that were underpriced by $15,000 or more, they sold for $15,000 or more than what they were listed for on average sold for about $3 a square foot more than the competition, more than the houses comparable or at least within the same subdivision as them. So $3. $3 is not nothing. Um, but it's also uh, it's also kind of hard to say. You know, that, that's a little bit different than when I looked at the homes that were overpriced, and there is a $12 uh, difference. Um, and as well, we looked at that 75% of, uh, if I remember correctly, of the homes that were overpriced sold for uh, less than what the average was. This is not, it's not the case here. We, we have it as it's about three dollars a square foot and, and we're at roughly um, roughly half the homes sold for more, roughly half the homes sold for less than, uh, than what you would um, have expected them to based on uh, the metadata for that subdivision. And then we also have to compare, and and again, I did the same thing when we looked at the overpriced uh, houses. We also have to compare what is the median. We we wanna see does the median 
and the average or the mean, are they basically the same? Because that's really important. The median looks at the numbers that are right there in the middle um, versus just taking the average. And the reason why that's important is you could have uh, anomalies on either side. You could have a home that, you know, homes that sold just a couple of homes that skew all of the data in one direction or another. The median kind of helps us to uh, to determine whether that was the case or not, or a, or whether that's a possibility. And so the median difference uh, was about well, the two numbers are one point two five, so one and a quarter, or one dollar and forty five cents greater for the homes that were underpriced in terms of what they were sold for versus the field. So again, a dollar and twenty five cents, a dollar and a half. Um, that's not, to me, I would think that that's within the margin of error. I don't think that that is uh, statistically relevant. And so here is here are the conclusions that I draw from this. I think that right now, as it's a seller's market, the market is able to identify if a home is, is underpriced and the market is going to correct for that. Um, I still, this was not enough data for me to conclude that it's better to underprice your home. I've heard some people make that argument. Um, I've already made a little bit of a case for for how it's a lot of work for the sellers. It's not fun for the sellers. Um, but I'm also not convinced that it is actually uh, the best way to go. With the, with the average at, uh, it's really $3.33 was the exact average. And then the median between... A dollar twenty-five and a dollar forty-five. To me, that just tells me that um, if you underprice a home in this market, the market is going to correct for that, and you're going to end up selling it for for pretty much what it's worth. Um, what I do think is it's probably better. What 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 this data does tell me is that if you're going to underprice it, it's probably better to underprice it by a lot than by a little. Um, if you underprice your home you know, by $5,000, the market probably isn't going to be as quick to jump on it and you're not going to have quite as many offers and, and that person that's willing to make that reach to, to, to pay over, you know, twenty dollars or, or $30,000 more than what it's listed for uh, because you haven't uh, priced it so, is so aggressively that you're getting all those eyes on it. So probably if you do want to go with the underpricing strategy, which in most cases I don't think is a good strategy, but if you do, um, then you probably want to underprice it by quite a bit to get as many people looking at it as possible. Um, I think as well that um, we need to be careful, as I said before, this is a seller's market. I, I can only imagine that that number is going to go down. I can't really imagine that number going up. I can't imagine that as the market cools off, that underpricing a house is going to be a you know a, an increasingly better uh, option. I think that as we uh, as the market cools down a little bit, remains a seller's market most likely at least for the immediate future but cools down from the insanity of the past six months, I think that we're going to see that number uh, level off a little bit. And again, it's already really close to zero. It's already really close to basically not being any different. Um, and so 
I suspect that that will just get reinforced uh, as the market uh, basically returns back to the norm of what it has been for for the years leading up to uh, 2020, when COVID made things go crazy because of uh, mortgage rates being so low, et cetera, et cetera. So my conclusion, when you're selling a house, you do not want to overprice it under any circumstances. The data is really clear. Overpricing it doesn't help you. It hurts you. If you want to underprice your home, the data is not as clear. Um, but if you do, I think you want to underprice it by quite a bit. And, and as well, this is supported in the data as well that the, that the homes that were you know, underpriced that sold for like $15,000, uh, you know, closer to that number, by and large, didn't do as well as the homes that were overpriced even more. Um, and so that's just something to consider. I'm not going to get too much in the weeds on that. Because again, this is metadata. Um, and metadata is only useful if it gives you a very clear, a very obvious okay this is so much uh so much different that we can't just excuse this as a uh as within the margin of error i think that in my opinion that we're probably pretty close to the margin of error on this um and so i think the simplest practice rather than trying to figure out exactly how to you know okay at what point are we underpricing it the right way just don't just price it correctly. Find a realtor uh, or use me, uh, someone that prices homes for what they're worth. You will. You don't need to worry about getting traffic through your home. If you don't get traffic through your home, then you've overpriced it. That's not get having traffic through your home is the norm right now. You will get people to look at your home. The only way you won't get people to look at your home is if you overprice it. You don't need to underprice it to correct for something that doesn't need to be corrected. Price it correctly, you'll find that you'll get activity in your home. Homes are selling on average uh, for over 98% of what they're listed for. And that is ultimately, in my opinion, the way to go. The data um, basically uh, comes to the same conclusion. Uh, we're, we're basically within the margin of error here. And um, if it had been dramatically different, then I'd be like, okay, in this market, we need to perhaps adjust how we uh, how we list houses and what prices we do. This data that I'm looking at is not making me feel that way. I'm I'm feeling pretty uh, pretty confident that we need to continue to use the best practices. The best practices are to determine what a home is worth and to list it as such. If you accidentally underprice it in the process. Um, the good news is that the market right now seems to be correcting for that, and uh, that's good for sellers. If you're a buyer, you're dealing with a lot of multiple offer situations, and that is just the way it is right now. Pretty much every offer I submit for a client is a multiple offer situation, and uh, it's frustrating, but that's just the way it is at the end of the day. Price your homes that you're selling correctly, and you won't have anything to worry about. That is the bottom line, and that is the conclusion for today's quick episode. If you have any questions for me, uh, you can reach out to me with my contact information in the show notes. Please rate, review, subscribe, download, all those things for our show, 
And until next time, I hope you guys stay safe.